This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. He's in your... It's a dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody, to kick off a brand new week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Let's go with the great Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Actor, comedian, icon. Well, the dad from the Seinfeld, Costanza's dad. Right, and as I was recently remember, reminded, virtually the same character on King of Queens. Yes. Yes. Yeah, which was about as big a hit as Seinfeld. So, yeah, he had a pretty good run there. And, uh, Sean, I don't know. I think we talked about this before. You're young, too young to remember Stiller and Mara when he used to do the bits with his wife. I was introduced to him almost exclusively from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Stiller and Mara, that was him and his wife as a comedy team back in the day. They were always on every uh, variety show. Whether it was Cher or the Smother Brothers or Carol Burnett or whatever, they were always did on tons there. of commercials too, and they were hilarious. Yeah, yeah, very funny. And then I guess he did had he had nothing for like thirty years until Seinfeld came along and launched him into all of our consciousness. Mm. But he died last night. Well, he had Ben Stiller. Yeah, that's true. He did. He did uh, sire a hilarious young man. Yeah. Um, but he died last night at the age of ninety four. So. It comes in three. So there, I had the three. She had Little Richard. Yes. Costanza's dad. Really? Mm-hmm. And, there, and there, the double rainbow guy died at 57. <laughs> the double rainbow double guy. Double rainbow all the way guy died? Yeah, he yeah. died over the weekend. What uh, does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. There's your three. That was 10 all years ago, by the way. We should play that later, too. So we got clips of Costanza's dad. We got to play double rainbow guy since he died over the weekend. So that was a... F- 47-year-old man? Yeah, he was 47 at the time. Rest in peace. (laughs) Wow. Hunting double rainbows ages you, apparently, (laughs) because... Wow. Wow. Um, I think you said this last week. I find it to be as true today as I was looking through some news. Nobody knows nothing about this freaking virus. I've got so many things that I've come across, like, today that are completely contrary hmm. to things that we were talking about a week ago. Not helpful. Or a month ago. No, it's not. Mm. Yeah. Now they're talking about the kids getting sick. and the, uh, You can get the corona through your eyes now, they say. What? Yeah, through your eyes. Well, touching your eyes, you mean, or just by looking at stuff? If you look <laughs> at somebody, this is fact, folks. If you look at somebody with yep. the COVID, you'll get it. Actually, if you just see them on TV, you can get it. <laughs> Broadcast reports say the eyes create some sort of special protein that make them a target for the virus. Mm. So getting it on your hands anywhere near your eyes makes it more likely to get into your body. Oh, golly. There you go. Me with the allergies. And uh, and then I saw something yesterday where it can only live on surfaces up to like four hours or something like that. I mm. thought we were told it can live, live for days, <sighs> like a week ago. Anyway, what are you going to do with that information anyway? Oh, look well, at that guy's mask. That's a good-looking mask. Oh, he's got the uh, the uh, Simon Legree mustache on his mask. Yeah, I kind of mask, feel yeah. like the mask thing has become a bit of a competition or a... It's a way to express yourself. Exactly. 
I want to get one that's like the Ninja Turtles, like that big mm. turtley, toothy grin yes. sort of thing. And then you can kind of see the the different colored bandana because they identified yes. themselves by the color of bandana they wore. Then you'd just barely be able to see that, and I'd get four of them so I you could know, rotate. You'd think since they're turtles, they'd be able to identify other turtles without color coding. I think it was you for know? us, the viewer. They all look the same to you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I've noticed that... Well, their weapons. I could tell by their weapons, right. too. Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that cool people have cool masks, though. Hmm. And I just have the regular, like, N95 with the elastic around the back, lame mask. Hmm. And yeah. uh, I'm not really as interested in effectiveness as I am. I wanted to, uh, you know, express my uh, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> and, uh, and you have so much. And my N95 is not expressing it. So I need, I need something better. <laughs> I was at the grocery store yesterday, and you could just—you could, I mean, there's there's now enough different kinds of masks out there that you can like you can read people the way you usually can about their clothes or their car or whatever. Ah, oh, yeah. She seems like the sort of person that would have that mask on, right? It's very loud and that sort of thing. Oh, look at the hipster with the obvious. I barely care at all. Sure, hipster mask. Well, there's the gal with the designer mask. Exactly. Obviously, high dollar. Here's yeah. my best mask story of the weekend, though. I went to the county landfill. And they wouldn't let me in because I didn't have a mask. At the freaking dump. <laughs> you might give the garbage the COVID. At the dump. Yeah, I know it. Unfreaking believable. It, there's there's nobody there. Well, and the best part is, uh, to me, is that this weekend, I've been to the dump three times since this whole thing started. It was more important two months ago. Nobody wearing a mask then. Nobody even talking about masks. In fact, you were discouraged from wearing a mask. Now, you can't go into the dump without a mask. Mm -hmm. So I had Sam take off his shirt, and I tied it around my face, and then they let me in. Wow. There we go. Wow. Just leave the shirtless boy waiting out front? Which he was very unhappy about, (laughs) because he didn't like being shirtless. Right. And then he had to pull a a beanie down over his face, so he, quote, had a mask. And then we could go into the dump where we were nowhere near any human being at any point. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Why are Americans getting restless under quarantine? Or cynical. Right, exactly. About the various rules. That's astounding. I know. So for months in my county, bumping around in the grocery store, 150 of us shoulder to shoulder in there, no masks. And I was thinking the whole time, why are we? Why are they letting us do this? This mm. seems like a terrible idea. Now you go completely over the other direction. Can't go into the dump where you're not going to be near another human being without a mask. And or as if the TSA is in charge, the authorities act like you are violently insane if you express even skepticism oh, yeah. about any oh, of yeah. these. Things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You you can't come in without a mask. Oh, why not? You, you can't come in. It's a Plus county I- law. It's important that we all come in and we hanker down and we all right. All right. (laughs) So, Sam, take off your shirt. I'm tying it around my face. So now you're a guy with shirtless uh, son guy. At the dump. Yeah. At the (laughs) dump. Dump all you want. Did he? I hope you dump a lot. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. President. I'm just asking, did he have shoes? Yes, he did have shoes on. But, uh, yeah, that actually does reflect my je ne sais quoi. At the dump with a shirtless boy. Violating some sort of county law. <sighs> Math checks out, as positive Sean might say. <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff for you to catch up from the weekend. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. I'm doing all right. We had Little Richard, Roy Horn, and Jerry Stiller all pass away within the last few That's days. That's the one I was thinking of, Roy yeah. Horn from Siegfried yeah, and Roy. Wasn't the double rainbow No, guy? I don't oh. think YouTube curiosities uh, ascend to the level of celebrity. I don't exactly. think I get this. They, have their, own, thing, they <laughs> have their own category. 
I'm just saying it looks like God loves variety shows because, you know, you got that, Little Richard, you got... That is, that is... That's, that's profound, Michael. That's like my... That's me as a 10-year-old watching television. Siegfried and Roy, Little Richard, and uh, and Stiller and Mara. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really something right there. So that would have been like the lineup on the Tonight yeah, Show or whatever. Yeah, or Carol Burnett or something. Wow. Could, could have seen them on there. So uh, Roy Horn from Siegfried and Roy did not get eaten by a tiger, correct? Um, Over the weekend, he died of like uh, oh, yeah. being old. Yeah, yeah, being very, very Harold Baskin. It hadn't even occurred to me. Of course, of course, it's her. Hashtag Carol Baskin death count or body count or what? Can't convince me that it didn't happen. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? <laughs> Doing very well. Uh, it's mentioned uh, been mentioned a couple times already, but uh, Little Richard died, and I just wanted to take a moment to highlight the fact that. Somebody wrote that, and it was him, and he put it to a song, and it became ubiquitously known and beloved throughout the world. Yeah, and that it needed is, to be written. Is, is this? Yes, have that handy all day long. That's we should, we should, we should do that regularly as a punctuation or something. He wrote that song while washing dishes at the uh, Macon, Georgia bus station. Really? He washed dishes for four years there, including. When he uh, put out some of those hit records. And another rack would come through the washer. He would just think, Wow. That's amazing. So here, here's my question, though. on In terms of the, the creation, quote-unquote, of rock and roll, how early on the timeline does he show up? Oh, extremely. Yeah. At, the, at the very beginning. Okay. Yeah. His first hit was in 1956. Right. So he'd be, he'd be in that first handful of people, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Amongst the, the innovators of the, I, uh, the founding fathers and mothers, if you will. Okay. I yeah. understand he was a gay gentleman. Well, allegedly, Jack. He struggled throughout his life with conflict between his urges and his religion. I did not know that. Yeah. He was actually booted out of his house at age 13 because his father accused him of homosexuality. Mm, fairly accurately, um, <laughs> and he was—he was then. Uh, you know what that makes you say? <laughs> he heard that going on in the bedroom, and then he uh, was raised the rest of his uh, teenagehood by a white family. Interestingly enough, which uh, means nothing as far he, as I he was tell. in the bedroom with a teenage boy from down the block, and he that coming out of the bedroom. Mm. I know what's <laughs> going on there. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. Nobody's going to want Babaluma up with their pants on. Not under my roof. All right. <laughs> so we've got Little Richard music. Yes. We've was that got... actually written down? Was that on the lyric sheet? Or was it Was it just kind of a free form in the moment? Did he have it memorized? Maybe? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm fascinated by it. Did he, did he, with letters, did he write out? Wop, <laughs> Is and, it and did womp he, or womp? Lomp, mump, bump, or lomp, pump, bump? He tried a couple and, you know, finally went with bump, bump. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, May 11th, year 2020. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, let's begin wop bopping your baluba at uh, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Hello? This is Frank Costanza. What do you want? You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in a pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out! <laughs> I, I started watching montages of him last night at YouTube and could not stop laughing. Yeah. Oh my God, what a great actor. <laughs> that be all over that shuffleboard court. <laughs> 
Oh, we got to play the whole chicken scene just because I watched <laughs> oh that a couple gosh. times last night. Oh, my gosh. That's one of my favorite comedy bits of all time. I watched the, the whole... Hen, the chicken, and the rooster. The rooster goes with the chicken. So who's having sex with the hen? <laughs> Talk about it another time. But you see my point here? You only hear of a hen, a rooster, and a chicken. Something's missing. Something's missing, all right. <laughs> They're all chickens. The rooster has sex with all of them. <laughs> That's perverse. <laughs> I was just going to say, the great thing about that character, I mean, everybody always plays the he's yelling and crazy, but even when he was calm, yeah. he was an amazing character. That's why we got to play the uh, George gets an interview at the Brazier factory clip, because yes. that's the calm him. Yes. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Oh, man, the people have <laughs> pent up over the weekend. So much on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Richard there. I didn't know he was still alive. Tell you, I was shocked to find out he was still alive. Yeah, he's an old fella. God, I'd say. He uh, lived a little rough for a while, too. Uh, feisty, feisty fella. Kept him alive. Feistiness. Or something. I don't know. That song is uh, just explicitly sexual, but, you know, you sing fast enough and wacky enough and nobody even notices. And you assume it must not be as dirty as it sounds or it wouldn't be on the radio. Right. That's right. what Just I thought as a slur kid. your words a little bit. Yeah. Right. Mailbag. Hey. I love this freedom-loving quote of the day. Joe in Sacramento sent it to us. He's reading John, John, hmm, John Steinbeck's Travels with Charlie mm. in Search of America. The truck from Travels with Charlie is at the museum in Salinas. It's very cool. Read the book. View the truck. Sounds like a fabulous summer if anything ever opens up again. But Joe explains that in this part of the book, he's up north. He's looking to cut across a bit of Canada to save some time. Just 18 miles. One of those places where Canada kind of jogs in, whatever. He was with his dog, Charlie. Got to the Canadian border. They informed him he could come in with the dog, but he couldn't reenter America without a rabies vaccine certificate. Mm. And he wonders about the lunacy of an American citizen leaving the country only for minutes and then reentering later. And then John Steinbeck writes the following, which is our freedom-loving quote of the day. I guess this is why I hate governments, all governments. It is always the rule, the fine print, carried out by fine print men. There's nothing to fight, no wall to hammer with frustrated fists. I highly approve of vaccination, feel it should be compulsory. Rabies is a dreadful thing. And yet I found myself hating the rule and all governments that made rules. It was not the shots, but the certificate that was important. And it is usually so with governments. Not in fact, but a small slip of paper. God, that is so good. Not a fact, but a small slip That's of paper. That's the feeling I have deep in my bones all the time. That is so good. Fine print men. That is who I can't stand. Fine print men. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, it's not about the shots. It's about the slip of paper. Not like a, a good newspaper article. Like, he's a fine print man. No, like, no. That's not what you mean, right? No, no indeed, Sean. Okay. It was clear from the context. <laughs> Can I get an example of that about the handing out the loans to small businesses? Mm. And how it went from your uh, elected representatives, who you can you know recall if you don't like them, uh, into an agency where they can do whatever they want, and you can't recall them. You don't know who they are, and they never lose their jobs. Right. Of 
course. Got a good example of that from the Wall Street Journal. Michael, in celebration of me being back in the studio live, please, if you would hit us with the gentle, the lovely traditional Japanese music for the haiku. Oh, God. The beautiful art form with the five syllables, the seven, and the five again. Didn't they give us the coronavirus? This is from Marlon. Oh, that was China. A haiku for our troubled times. Coronavirus. Coronavirus virus. Coronavirus. Mm. Fits the syllables. That says it all, doesn't it? Coronavirus. Checks. Yep. The modern art of poetry. <laughs> the haiku. It's a beautiful form. Beautiful. Coronavirus. That's there you right. Go. Cardi B, noted haikuist. I love this little note. Uh, who's signed this? It's Al Anonymous. I, s- I saw a lady buying two packages of meat from a junkie shoplifter at 7th and McAllister in San Francisco today. Trading stolen food in America. The area around UC Hastings Law is a tent camp and open-air drug market slash shooting den. I think the word to describe the area is feral. Wow. Wow. Selling stolen meat from junkies. Wow. How much of a price break you get <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tara Reid, the woman who has accused Joe Biden of sexual assault, is calling on him to drop out of the race. Replied Biden, wait, I'm still in the race? Mm. Oh, oh, from the Saturday Night Live. He's out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to him, the old coronavirus. Yeah. Other, coronavirus! I think, wow, I just I got a glimpse into a parallel universe. Just flashed open from an instant. I happened to finally watch that Spider-Verse movie over the weekend. Mm. Uh, our, our our little one, Delaney, who's home for just a few more days, insisted we watch it. It's fabulous. It's, it is fabulous. Parallel universe is the theme. And anyway, the soundtrack is great. In a parallel universe, just one notch over from ours, with no coronavirus, Joe Biden's already been kicked out as the candidate because he was exposed. There was no hiding him. Hmm. I'll tell you what. I know. I know it'd be weird. Hunker down, Joe. Wait till November, whatever it is, and... And and come out as just the alternative to Trump with no as little baggage as possible. It's the only way you win. That's your best shot. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um. So over the weekend, here's some car talk for you. It's pretty interesting. We're the Clack Click Clack Brothers, or the Clack Brothers. What were they called on NPR back in the day before one of them uh, died? Tappet Brothers, Click and Clack. Yeah, car a, talk. That was a good show. Those are funny dudes. Yeah. Those are a good show. Yeah. General Motors, Ford. And Fiat Chrysler have all said they're going to start production on May 18th. Start back up again making cars after the unprecedented shutting down of making cars. Right. Toyota expects its plants to reopen on May 11th. Mercedes-Benz has already resumed operations at a sport utility vehicle plant in Alabama and a van plant in South Carolina. Well, that's because they're not in California where Elon Musk wanted to open Tesla over the weekend, but the county told him, you know you can't. You can't. And Elon Musk didn't like that, and he tweeted out over the weekend, frankly, this is the final straw. Tesla will now move its headquarters and future programs to Texas slash Nevada immediately. If we even retain Fremont manufacturing activity at all, it will depend on how Tesla is treated in the future. 
That's pretty. Uh, and and Elon Musk's the kind of guy that will do that. He absolutely will. He's the kind of guy that would do that at this point, even if it's not the best idea. Right. If his uh, you know ruling uh, council came to him and said, "Hey, boss, I tell you, this is going to cost us like hundred million bucks more. I don't we'll care. Never make it." But he'll say, "I don't care. I don't care," and he'll do it. And I hope he does do it. Little X, Y, trashy, whatever her name is, the baby. Pardon me? What's the, how do you oh, say the baby's name? X Ash Archangel. Yeah, little Ash Axe Archangel who needs a new <laughs> pair of shoes. Can we just call her Ash? So the response has been rather swift from certain quarters, including, and you have to know something about this woman first. San Diego Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez. She was the driving force between be, behind the disastrous, the horrific, the incredibly damaging Assembly Bill 5 in California, which essentially outlawed all uh, freelance jobs, all gig jobs. Tens of thousands of, of, of people, of semi-retirees, of moms, of freelance writers, musicians, Many, hundreds of thousands, utterly screwed by this bill, which existed for only one reason, and that is because Lorena Gonzalez is a slave to the unions. And she hates Elon Musk because he doesn't have a union shop. So she tweeted simply, although she spelled out the entire word, F Elon Musk. This is an assemblywoman. That's something. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The Fremont factory employs 10,000 people. I don't know if he'll shut it completely or how quickly he could, because that's their, like, 70-80% of their manufacturing takes place in Fremont, California. Well, it's the main plant. They only have two plants. They have that one and the one in Shanghai. It's within a a stone's throw of Facebook. It's I mean, that's that whole area where all the super innovative everything happened. Right. And he'd be the first one to say, I'm out of here. It's Texas or Nevada (laughs) for me. Well, uh, based on everybody else I've talked to that has moved businesses out of California to Texas or wherever, they save so much money. I, yeah. I can't imagine how Elon's not going to crunch the numbers and gonna, and he's going to say, why didn't I do this earlier? Virtually nobody ever regrets it. And the reason I said I hope he does is the only chance for Cal Unicornia to rebound and have a good business climate is if the message is sent loud, clear, and fairly brutally. Um, to the utopians in the state house. Well, and like Gonzalez is not a utopian. She's a, a, a lackey for the unions. She's their employee. She masquerades as a legislator, but she is absolutely a union hack. In Texas, uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw replied to Elon Musk with a, not F Elon Musk, but Texas gets better every day. Good conservative principles make good governance and attract the best and brightest. The future is happening in Texas. F. Elon Musk is the response in California. If you're a billionaire and somebody says F you, how would you react? It'd take a lot to keep me from going. Nevada officials said, we would love to have you in Tesla headquarters right here in uh, the Battleborn State. Welcome. Welcome, Tesla. F. Elon Musk Well, so replies the bitter adolescent hacks of Cal Unicornia. But it was the county health board or whatever that told him he couldn't open up and but but he he went to great lengths to explain what they were going to do health wise to try to make it you know safe with the right. masks and the distancing and the wiping down and everything like that doesn't matter we've got a rule 
Well, as Elon... We're fine print men. Right, exactly. Yeah. As uh, Elon tweeted, Tesla is filing a lawsuit against Alameda County immediately. The unelected and ignorant interim health officer of Alameda is acting contrary to the governor, the president, our constitutional freedoms, and just plain common sense. Exactly. One of the fine print men that John Steinbeck was referring to in our freedom-loving quote of the day, happens to be a woman in this case, I believe, um, said, no, no, I don't think you get to open. I say no. The interim health officer. Yeah. Well, Jack, we all learned as kids, you have Congress, you have the courts, you have the executive, you have uh, your governors, and then you have the interim health officer, and he or she is at the top of the totem pole. Boy, have people with uh, historically little power ever had more power in the history of our country? People that you don't know who they are, their qualifications for their job may be minimal, Oh, please. They were the girlfriend of somebody's chief of staff. Right. And all of a sudden, they have the ability to make decisions for multi-billion dollar businesses, whether they get to open up or not. And like ultimate authority. Yeah. Who do you appeal to if the interim health officer says you can't open up your $10 billion plant? That's amazing. Who do you appeal to? (laughs) Oh, I tell you what. These are odd times. A lot will shake out of this. Some of it good, some of it not so good. We got this te- uh, text about me uh, saying I need to get a cool mask, and I, the, I've noticed the different kinds of masks, and somebody uh, texted, cool people have no mask, Jack. That is the whole uh, mask truther thing. As I talked about last week, I'm, I'm pro-mask. I think it would have been a good idea months ago. I think, I think if we could do it all over again, we all throw on masks and don't destroy the economy and send the world into a Great Depression for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what uh, people will decide decades from now, that if, that was the great mistake. Right. If for several weeks we all throw on masks, we could just open everything up and the uh, unemployment rate would be instantly cut in half. The economy would come roaring back. And then in a few weeks after that, we realize, okay, the thing's more or less mellow out or whatever then you take the mask off the mask is not to protect you it's to prevent spread and it frees us up to do everything else until we decide if it's necessary or yeah, not. my I'm, argument I'm no would mask be, truther right? my argument would be the conservative thing to do politically is to wear masks and let the businesses open back up yeah but um uh my story about going to the dump and they're going to turn me away at the county landfill because i didn't have a mask stupid and so my son uh i had him take off his shirt and i tied it around my mouth let me drive in when i got up there the person who checks to see what i'm dumping off and tells me what place to go to was doing then you see this a lot with the with the cool or the hard ass um, they have a mask on, but it's down underneath their chin. They oh, have it around their neck. So my my thought was, okay, you're going to turn me away back there, but now you get to breathe on me. I can't breathe on you. Well, just freaking fantastic from a government employee. Wow, just freaking fantastic. But so whatever. The, oh my god, this is so this this is actually in a way reminiscent of the Michael Flynn thing. In that, if you get confused, you misspeak, you misremember, or you just flat mislead. The FBI, you have committed a federal offense. If they are systematically dishonest to the highest levels, nothing happens. Well, so you have one government tin horn little tiny dictator. Tiny tyrant, I guess was the phrase last week. Hold me closer, tiny tyrant. So you have one little tiny tyrant insists you can't even come in without a mask. And 50 yards away is another little tiny tyrant who is disdainful of even having his mask on. But you must submit to their will. Oh, that gives a guy a good feeling, doesn't it? (laughs) Right. And then if you care about the disease, which 
I wasn't that worried about it, but he got to breathe on me. Did he speak moistly on you? He might have. Um, I was just to take in uh, branches and cardboard, so I didn't have to go into the smelly part of the dump. Mm. Really Speaking moistly. Oh, please don't. I really try to avoid the smelly part of the dump. If you just have cardboard and branches at my uh, my dump, you you can avoid it. But the part over there where the all the birds are and the smells and the, everything's wet and hot and smelly. Oh, boy, that's and the part, moist. That's part of the dump I try to stay away from. The worst word. You moist. can't get that smell off your clothes. True, but you must embrace it. This is the key. When you get to the dump, breathe it in. Ah, <laughs> ah. And then after a while, you don't even smell it anymore. Oh, jeez. The funk of a thousand dumps. Dump Gar- all you want. Garbage. I hope dumps. you dump a lot. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. We've got uh, so much more that we've got to get into and get caught up. There's some funny jokes from Saturday Night Live. There's some funny stuff from uh, Costanza's dad who died overnight. And uh, I hope you can stay with us. Our text line is 415. What did you see over the weekend? What happened to you over the weekend? How was Mother's Day? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was hoping that you could help me to remember my childhood a little more clearly. I feel a draft. Let's change tables. Get out of here. We have a booth. Frank, I'm cold. Order a hot dish. Why can't we sit over there? That's not a booth. So who says we have to sit in a booth? I didn't take the subway all the way to New York to sit at a table like that. No, I didn't take the subway to be in a drafty restaurant. <laughs> Now, George, what do you want to know about your childhood? Oh, boy. (laughs) Costanza's dad died over the weekend. Jerry Stiller. The great Jerry Stiller. Uh, Died last night, I think. It's super old, so. Yeah. Yeah. Had a long life and a great life. Oh, yeah. Um, He will be missed. Funny, funny stuff, though. You know who almost didn't have a long life is uh, Boris Johnson of uh, Great Britain, Mm -hmm. Prime Minister. And it was really interesting to me. I was listening to my newses this morning, and... Uh, Bojo has announced that, look, we got to start reopening the economy and get back to normal bit by bit. And, and remember, this is a guy who about died of the COVID, okay? And the uh, politicians on the other side of the aisle, the uh, Labor Party and various uh, liberal Scotswomen, uh, were, were engaging in the very sort of hyper-partisan rhetoric that we have here in the United States. And it was interesting I, I root for Bojo more or less. It's his policies is, are closer to the ones I like than than um, than the Labor Party. But I don't particularly care about British politics. I don't spend much time thinking about it. You cannot get a rise out of me talking about British politics. But listening to another country engage in that hyperpartisan rhetoric seems so silly because mm. I didn't have a tribe, and so the the Labor that's pretty interesting. The Labor lady was saying he went recklessly. Subject our people to death and wanton despair and without a care about. And I'm like, the dude about died of it. He's been very cautious and and trying to portray him as some reckless lunatic. And I thought, wow, that's how it sounds. So anyway, Bojo is saying that um, the lockdown will continue, mostly continue through May. 
But then they're going to open some shops and schools in June, restaurants maybe in July, but only if the COVID is deemed under control. All of this is conditional, he said. It would be madness to throw away the gains we've achieved. So we're not going to do that. Then the response is, he's condemning us to death. Save us from this monster. Ridiculous. So the latest study is, although there may be a newer one since yesterday, uh, is that you do carry antibodies after you get over coronavirus and it could protect you. The newest study, according to the New York Times, offers a glimmer of hope in the fight. Nearly everyone who has had the disease, and that's a lot of people, regardless of age, sex, or the severity of the illness, whether you had a light dose or a heavy dose. That's good. Makes antibodies to the virus in the study posted online um, uh, yesterday. Hence that anyone who has recovered from the infection could probably safely return to work. Although it's unclear how long the protection lasts on the antibodies. Oh, I man. I didn't know that was a thing. but Well, I wonder if it has to do with the thing of mutating. I don't know. What's interesting to me is because of the fevered press coverage throughout this whole crisis... If and I remember reading this, there were a few people who seemed to be uh, infected a second time. Now, virtually everybody believes that those were false positive tests. Mm. Um, but at the time, the news—well, to to paraphrase Mark Twain—made it around the world that you do not have immunity. You can get this over and over again, even though it was way, way too early to reach that conclusion. So I'm hoping this conclusion which has a little more time and science uh, under its belt, is the correct one. Because if it's not, holy cow. Just going through. Um, I mean, if you could get this thing over and over and over again till it finally gets you, that'd be rotten. Oh, I've got a good feature later on which South Korean baseball team you should root for. Mm. <laughs> I hope it's the Wyverns. Well, you go through the teams, the and, and, and somebody who knows both leagues explains these are like the Dodgers, if you're the kind of person, or the Cubs, mm. or or the Yankees, if you're a Yankee hater, so you know who you'd root for, who's the front runner, all that sort of stuff. So I'm a plucky underdog guy. Okay, well then there's a, there's a team that's like low payroll, great yeah. clubhouse. Yeah, I got that nailed down. Like who's the Oakland A's, uh, Tampa Bay Rays type team? Yes, in so, Korean baseball. In Korean baseball, we ain't got any. It's of our the own. only sports league operating in the world right now. Ah. Uh-huh. UFC had an event last weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, just uh, on Saturday. It was without fans, uh, and it was interesting. The, my, I think the biggest perk of it was it was really cool being able to hear the corner shout out kind of fight tactics during the fight. Oh, okay. You, you yeah. weren't drowned out Choke by the him! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit him in the face a lot! Kick him! Kick him again! Kick him harder! <laughs> uh, but it was interesting that and one... And the one guy yelling, Stop kicking me! <laughs> <laughs> He's kicking me. He keeps kicking me. We'll kick him back. One of the fighters did say how he could hear the commentators because they're ringside. Yeah, and he was. And one of the commentators was like, "Oh, he's getting destroyed by those leg kicks, and he needs to do X, Y, and Z." And the fighter was like, oh, "Okay," and he started. And he started adjusting mid fight. It's a, a good suggestion. Yeah, Thank oh, you. That, okay. That's right. surprising to me because I know, and it might have been unique to me, but I don't know. But I remember when I wrestled. Uh, like wrestling in high school, as soon as the match started, I couldn't hear anything. I didn't hear a thing. Mm-hmm. Although you could hear the coach, but like yeah. everything else was blocked out. Sure, crowd noise, everything like that. And then the second the match was over, you could immediately hear all the crowd noise. But in the middle of it, it was just nothing. Hyper focused. Some surprised or frightened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some surprised they could hear the uh, the announcer there. 
And I came across this that I thought was interesting. South Africa has had a, an alcohol ban during the lockdown. What? My son now has a pen pal from South Africa. I'll ask him if he's been oh. affected. He's only nine. It probably hasn't had an effect on him. <laughs> I would hope not. Um, South Africa's alcohol ban during the lockdown reveals how deadly their drinking habits are in that they believe there are fewer deaths now, even with the coronavirus ravaging South Africa, than wow. there were before because they eliminated drinking. People not dying from accidents and drunk driving and, you know, drowning and all and killing each other and all kinds of different things. Wow. So drinking is so bad in South Africa, so out of control for a lot of people. They're actually saving more lives with the corona and no drinking than, oh, the, than the reverse. Well, you could probably, uh, you know, ban all sorts of different oh, yeah. activities than. Sure. Yeah. You know, that, that aren't terribly good for you, but they're your choices to make. That's interesting, though, man. Yeah, it is. Oof. Yeah, I I need to get control of several of my habits. Oh, I stepped on scale this morning. I was like, am I carrying a cat? Oh, I've got an eating tail. <laughs> I've got an eating tail to tell later that will make everybody feel better about themselves. Did I accidentally bring a dumbbell onto the scale with me? You'll feel better after you hear my story. Please. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.